Hey, thanks for stopping by and checking out the Unique Beauty and Meditation podcast. I just wanted to remind you that the content, tips, or tricks offered through this podcast are brought to you with compassion and positivity and are brought to you from uh, different insight and experiences we've had through our life experiences, through the coursework or lessons we've experienced, as well as our professional environment. And that's meant for entertainment and enlightenment purposes only. If you have any physical or mental health concerns, please seek a physical or mental health professional. Now on to our episode. Good morning, everybody. I would love to introduce to you April and Cynthia from Courageous and Creation. They are authentically motivational. They have a Monday Mindset Instagram show that they do at 10 on Instagram every Monday, and they have some powerful workshops that they're offering as well as other stuff. So good morning, ladies. How are you doing? Good morning. I would love for you to take a minute to introduce yourselves and what it is that you do a little bit, if you would be okay to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sin, you want to go first? (laughs) Sure. So really, I kind of want to start with a little bit of the story, but pretty much April and I are, you know, best of friends and we met through doing uh, education for a hair company called Euphoria International. And we both have done that for the past seven years now, right, April, about seven years. And we just have this authentic way about sharing with each other. And we would really regularly have these, we called them like coffee conversations, coffee chats, and some really powerful conversation would come out of it. So we were thinking, when we were thinking of working together, we were like, why don't we just do what we do (laughs) and just share it with the world? So that's kind of how it got kicked off. And I'll just stop there and let you speak for a little bit, April. Yeah. um, Euphora International really really delves into the why of of things and creates systems that are understandable and i think it brought like-minded people together and it was it was like love at first sight when we connected and met each other and it was just really raw and authentic right from the start and it just naturally progressed because I believe that we both feel very passionate about evolving and always being open to creating more of a authentic life, more of a genuine love and creating an unattachment to all of those things and realizing that, you know, even if you're not all the way there, you get to be where you're at and still do the work. Mm-hmm. And through our kind of coffee talks, we realized how much of a support we were to each other and we wanted to be able to be that support for others. So. Absolutely. And I can verify for that myself from what I've experienced through the education that it's actually how I connected with April 1st was through the Euphora education. And through the Mindset Mondays and the workshops, there is a wonderful space that you create for people to be authentic. And it's, I find that it's hard for people to be authentic. So to have a safe space to do that is very powerful. And I can vouch for that as well. So I think that's pretty cool. 
So you obviously your coffee talks are a little bit of self-care for yourself originally, and you're expanding that into others or for others. But what are some of your favorite forms of self-care? Because I feel like self-care is a word that we throw around easily these days. And sometimes it's a little bit more surface self-care and other times there's some really deep vulnerable moments within that self-care. So what are some of your favorite forms of self-care for yourself and for your clients? Do you want to I'm going to, I'm going to get a little gritty and be <laughs> um, super vulnerable and authentic and say um, this week I actually allowed myself to be very emotional one day because I could just feel the heaviness and it created some really powerful conversations behind my chair because the, the world feels, feels heavy, right? And sometimes people think of self-care as, oh, I'm going to go get a pedicure or I'm going to get a massage or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to create this healthy nutrition, which all of those things are amazing and wonderful. And I do participate in those. But I also think it's really super important to honor yourself through self-care of allowing some of the release of the yuck and the gritty and the not so pretty moments that we all go through. Um, so I will start <laughs> to say that my self-care is is being authentic and allowing myself to not be okay um i called cynthia actually and i was like i can't talk to you but i want to talk to you and i i need to talk to you but i can't talk to you and <laughs> i it was like i think the next day we were able to like process that and i think it's super important especially now in our life where everyone's like, you can choose happy and you can choose, you know, joy, which absolutely are correct. But in the self-care moments, we also need to be vulnerable and allow um, that in too. But one of my favorite self-care rituals I do every morning when I shower is I ask um, my higher power to come in and I bring in angels and spirit guides and ancestors and whoever's there to help guide me through my day and to offer words of authenticity and love throughout my day to whoever needs it. And I just center myself in my shower and it's probably my favorite thing that I do um, every day. That's cool, absolutely. The, the shower meditations are the ones that we think of least as being most important, but they can be really powerful. Yeah. And just on a side note, my daughter did one this weekend. She came out, she's like, mom, I did that white light meditation in the shower for the first time. And she was like so excited because it worked. So I love that. And I love the notion of how you mentioned about having, being able to witness your emotions and experience all that you're experiencing, because there is so much intense energy around everywhere. And it, I love how you were able to give yourself space to feel your emotions and then learn what was behind them. Because so often we have to feel them first before we can feel the insight behind them. And I think that's a pretty powerful form of self-love. And if that requires, you know what, you need to take some time out to get a pedicure or to start a new routine to create space for that, then it's a great little conjunction. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Cynthia? Yeah, I love what April shared. I think in our society, we're definitely 
taught in some ways to withhold <clears throat> throat chakra something's going on <clears throat> no withholding <laughs> yes don't keep it in <laughs> is the message don't keep it in um i love that she shared the more emotional side of the week because i i wear my my emotion <laughs> outright it's it's definitely a a very vivid part of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but what I don't wear outright and what came up for me this week was um, anger. I let a little bit of anger out. Um, and that's always something that is really powerful for me, but that's always something that I tried to stifle along the way somewhere, just based on what I've learned and what I've seen. Um, and it's just as necessary sometimes, you know, you want to be careful to not stay there, of course, and do some things and some self-care to not stay there but uh, it's very necessary. So that, that what came up for me as far as self-care and just loving myself there and knowing that it's okay to feel those things and that they're just as relevant sometimes. Um, and aside from that, I'm in alignment with April to where I love anything, you know, meditations, crystals, uh, essential oils I use very frequently. Um, going for walks in nature. I'm a nature baby. I'm a moon baby. I'm a water baby. <laughs> so anything that connects me with that, I love doing yoga practices, meditations, anything that connects me to my higher self and my higher power. Very cool. Very cool. Absolutely. And I would agree with you both that those all, I feel like those are even more of a broader spectrum for self-care for so many people. And I think that it's, it's a way to create sacred space for yourself and to find the way that you best communicate that, that love for self in there. And I love that. That's perfect. Now, do you find that your need for self-care has been more important and defined during the pandemic? Oh, yes. <laughs> and how has that changed? Like, as you've become more aware of that need for self-care, how has that changed in your life? Like, is it, was your self-care so important before that it's just defined that this schedule of self-care stays in, or did it actually change and create more of a schedule of self-care in your life? Um, you can go first, Sin. Okay. So for me, it definitely was there prior to, for sure. I've been working on self-care for quite some time now. And it, and it definitely alters and shifts along the way and becomes more powerful and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I had to, you know, one of the, my favorite things that I've been saying lately, you know, when life throws some junk at you, sometimes we get to lean in <laughs> instead of trying to run away from it. Um, and I would say the pandemic brought me a shit ton of leaning in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, Absolutely. And it had to be, it got to be an active choice and still is every single day. Um, so it definitely shifted to where, because I've made the choice to lean into it, I'm definitely practicing more, more and more and more and more every day, every week. Um, because it's necessary also with what we do. You know, all three of us are healers, light workers. We are hairstylists. So there's a lot of energy going on. So I always say, if you're not full, you know, you only have so much to give away. Um, and April, I'm sure, could share <laughs> about 
you know, not, not sharing from your cup, but only what overflows from your cup. I love that. Absolutely. And I love how, how the pandemic helps you decide that you're important enough to yeah. continue the self-care and to make that even more of a defined yeah, part was, of your life. It was that's definitely cool. necessary for me. I'm seeing that now, mm -hmm. everything that's going on. Very cool. I, um, I'm going to share that I became more vigilant, I guess, more um, unapologetic in creating that space um, after going through, well, what do I do now? You know, who, who am I? Um, if I'm not who I, what I do, because I come from a very long line of codependent women who are super independent and we deemed that a really good thing, you know, and it is, however, it can, extreme independence can actually be uh, not so great self-serving thing. It's not serving you at all. And I believe I am super grateful for this experience the past seven months because it's really brought me into center of self and creating a true space of love. And Cynthia and I have had many challenging conversations around boundaries, okay? And the necessity of them because I can tell you what is right about you and what you need to serve and not serve to yourself, but to take that on personally is probably my biggest challenge. And so I'm beyond grateful for my relationship with the people that I have in my life because I'm able to have those gritty conversations but also to become self-aware, you have to know what you don't know. And that's talking to the people you trust the most about where do you, where do you see this in my life? And sometimes self-care is being vulnerable enough to ask somebody for feedback and for what's working within that relationship and what's not. Um, and so as far as the pandemic is concerned, I'm sorry it happened because of the heaviness that's going on in this world, but I also believe it's completely necessary because without that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be forced to do this, right? I wouldn't be forced to have myself completely in my face and there's no turning back. There's, there's no walking away. When you become aware, I've, I've said this repeatedly to both of you, when you become aware, you can't become unaware. Like you, you become awoke, right? So it's like, okay, now I'm going to go back to sleep and you can't. So um, the shift for me for self-care has been creating some really healthy boundaries and still an inquiry of why my, my body and my mind wants to go back to serving others. Now, I'm a servant, like it's, I, it's ingrained. There's no way that I'm not going to be a giver. There's no way that I'm not going to serve others, but to create that, what Cynthia just shared with you, um, it's Lisa Nichols has a nice little short clip on YouTube. You can look it up. 
about filling your own cup, right? So she says in that little clip, it's like a five, seven minute little video about how we, it's that whole putting your air uh, oxygen mask on first, mm -hmm. but we always fill up other people's cups to where our cup is depleting but you need to fill yourself up so full that it overflows and lands on the saucer and that's what you give over to somebody and i'm i'm gonna be completely vulnerable and tell you that a lot of the time i'm doing way better but there's times when this last week where my cup got empty and i had to take a few steps back create some self-care and love and check in with the people that I love and respect and say, all right, I need, I need you. I need you to tell me what's happening because I, I can't see it because my cup's up, my cup's empty. Yeah, and right. so um, that, that I think is the biggest thing that we get to share with other people that you're, you're perfectly perfect. Just the way you are. We just are all on this journey and we're constantly growing through it. That's, that's awesome. I love the notion of the grittiness in that self-care that you giving yourself the space to, you know what, the way I've been doing things is not working for me anymore. And I need some help finding that new perspective and being open to a new narrative and a new way of things also requires the ability to witness the old way and the old patterns and how they are they need to shift that's very powerful very cool and i'll definitely have to look up the uh lisa nichols quote and share it on my facebook and the yeah. thing she puts out is fabulous so <laughs> <laughs> and exactly right filling up your cup and i just keep seeing the like you said i have these little teacups for my grandmother and the idea of filling your cup up and then the little saucer being full like that's the image every time you say that that's the image it pops up um but i think that's something that we do require we use it as a badge of honor like you said in the beginning we use it as a badge of honor that i get to do this and i get to create this and then that badge of honor starts to define us and setting that down is difficult but also very powerful very cool so in this process of self-care i love that in your guys journey your process of self-care has then filled your cup up enough that you want to share this process of self-care with others and create that space so what are some of the moments that you've experienced in the um in what you do in the courageous and creation as well as behind the chair that has made you want to create that space more do you have a few of those moments you could share want me to go first because I got some stuff. <laughs> I'm looking at you because I'm like, she's ready to burst the seams. <laughs> so can you just repeat the question for me just for a little extra clarity for myself? What are some of the moments that you experienced either behind the chair or when you first started Courageous and Creation that encouraged you to want to go further to create these spaces and these workshops? So it's funny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that with a kind of teacher learns most type of mentality. Absolutely. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for and what you put out there and what you want to create <laughs> because it's going to start in you. <laughs> and it's not always fun and you get to hang on for the ride. Um, 
one thing that was coming to me even when April was speaking um, in the last with the last with regard to the last question, you know, we've been going through and experiencing some powerful shifts. Uh, like she said, it's always easy to offer out to other people, but then when you're kind of going through it, it's, for some reason, it's it's not the same. You can't give yourself as much grace and love all the time right in those moments. Um, and I want to share that we've had our first series of, you know, boundaries with each other or triggering each other and not realizing it and having to work through that and getting to navigate through it. And it's been really interesting and actually really beautiful, although it doesn't feel good when you're in it, right? But it's been that that's like, you know, I'm just going to use the word bullshit. Like things don't feel good, people. <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> Um, but sometimes on the other side become the most powerful, powerful things, you know? And I just had, I think, I think we're so, I don't know. I think there's such a fear of speaking in society or depending on your situation, there's a fear of like going back to something. Like sometimes it's okay to be quiet and still address it after the fact. I'm just going to use a little analogy. And this is something we create with people within our workshops, um, I was with my mother yesterday and we ran into a little bit of scenario. We have like a righteous woman thing in my family. Like everybody needs to be right and be heard. <laughs> um, and my, my whole thing lately is, you know, even with the debates and you know, what's going on now, I'm like, nobody needs to be right. Like everybody could be right in their own minds and do what works best for them, you know? And I had, you know, shared something that kind of ruffled my mother's feathers a little bit. And I could, I could feel the triggers going on within her body. And my whole body was like, you know, my brain was like, you know, just shut up, blah, 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 or whatever. And my, but my whole spirit was like, no, like lean into this with her and be compassionate and just ask her a question. And I wound up, you know, saying what, what just came up for you? Like what just, what just happened, you know? And it was kind of like, the need to be right, you know, like, I know this happened. And you're telling me, I said, I didn't tell you it didn't. I said, I just said, there's a possibility that maybe either of us could be, you know, misunderstanding it. And, you know, it, when we were in it, she didn't want to hear the word possibility, you know, and uh, it wound up being a beautiful conversation. So, you know, that's a lot of the tools that we offer within our workshops and tools that have been giving, given to us, you know, to kind of rest in everything and, and go back to and, you know, bring up these conversations with your loved ones and, and don't shut up because that's, that there's too much of that going on. There's too much of that going on already, you know, so that's what was coming to me. Very cool. I love that. And I think it is, it's, it's when you work with it within your life like you said for beware of what you wish for but when you work with it in your life there's a difference between knowing something and having the knowledge of something and having the wisdom of something if you want to truly help others with it i feel like you have to have the experience and go through certain experiences to be able to share the wisdom but also hold that space like you said it wasn't a i'm going to prove to you it was a what are you feeling right now? That question opened up space for her and for you guys to have that conversation. That's pretty cool. I love that. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. How about you, April? Is there anything in particular that you can think of? I think she nailed it. Perfect. 
<laughs> I mean, I could offer more, but honestly, there's there's right, a lot right. shared. We have a lot of similar family <laughs> lineage stuff, <laughs> as does everyone. Absolutely, but I love that. I love the notion of your willingness to be in it, just as much as those you're working with, because in that you're. <clears throat> in your mindset Mondays and in your workshops, anything that I've experienced, you have that vulnerability to be like, we're in it right there with you. And that I, again, I might be repeating myself, but that's what really feels like it helps to create really decent space. And I think in probably in general, that filters through a lot of different areas in your life through your mindset Mondays and your workshops and, and your client experience behind the chair and all that. So that's pretty cool. And you know what I'm just realizing now, if I may share, so uh, my mother and I had to spend the rest of the day together and the energy went right away after that. Um, and we had, we had work to do <laughs> last night. We had a light work to do. We were visiting with a friend of hers who's in hospice, who's given not that much longer. So it's interesting. I'm just seeing now on the other side, like how powerful God's hand was <laughs> then to create the space for us to like April said, he literally filled our cup up <laughs> so that we were prepared to give over, you know? So Absolutely. that's cool. It's just hitting me right now. Absolutely. Almost like you got the energy of that out of the way so that you could bring more energy through. Very cool. Well, what comes up with, with me within that share for, for me is something that you and I um, just automatically start asking people and is, are you open to some, you know, are you open to something different or, or looking different? Because what happens, I think a lot of the time is our brain goes into, well, I want this scenario to work out this way, right? I want my words to come out this specific way and the, the person to react this specific way. And that's, you know, control is an illusion, right? And that's where we most want to live our life in our cute little bubble and have everything be all manicured and nice. And it's, it's just not how life works. So when, when you offer somebody, well, you know, what's coming up for you, that means that, that you're shifting and you're open to creating something different within that relationship. Mm -hmm. So powerful. So powerful. Hello. Just literal tears of gratitude right now. So excuse me. <laughs> I love that question. Are you open for something different? It actually reminds me. I was listening to an audiobook, and I gotta see if I can, um, if I can figure out which one it was, because she talked about in it. She referenced. She started asking her kids, "Are you ready for solutions or?" do you need to feel this longer? And I feel like you asking them, are you open for, I don't remember how you said it. Are you open for the untamed by Glenna Doyle? Um, I like the fact that those kind of questions give people permission to say, no, I'm not open for something new right now, but it gives them space to feel what they're feeling and to understand they have the choice to move into that, which is really cool. I love that. Can you say that question again? Probably not. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Are you open to creating a different outcome? Okay. Which basically means, are you open, right? right? Like a lot of the time you're coming in with your own emotions and your own reactiveness to whatever XYZ has happened for you. Yep. Um, 
but if you're open you you get to see it in many different ways yeah and that's probably one of my biggest strengths that god has given to me is i literally will take a scenario and look at it in every single way that i can possibly look at it because guess what you're dealing with a, a spiritual being like we're spiritual beings and so when we're together our energy is interrupt and so we have we have to kind of disconnect a minute so that we can feel if this is mine if it's yours if it's maybe a combination of both of us together or if there's a group of people oh my gosh you're dealing with a whole whole bunch of different people's perceptions and energies to where you have to stay open yep to be able to create something different and you know if you look at what's happening politically and and um with the extremists around the world everyone's sadly going i'm winning you're losing and in that scenario we all lose and nobody's open nobody's open to understanding no one's opening to to allow something else in to make sense of it and the most ironic thing to me when i look at it is if you break it all down we're all wanting the same thing <laughs> we're yep. all wanting the same thing absolutely we're just all saying it differently yep. very cool absolutely i love I love that you mentioned the idea of understanding many different scenarios at once, because that's actually something that I've recently connected with myself is the dyslexic part of my brain and the empath nature and how I do the same thing that you become aware of. It's like 3d thinking. You can see all sides of a scenario. However, when you have a lot of energy in that, it, it become it clutters you up and you have to take that space to be to filter it and to process what you're feeling and then be open to understanding it and especially if it has your emotions in it you have like for me my anxiety will pull out the worst case scenario out of that laundry list of options and play it as my reaction so you by saying are you open for an outcome for me recognizes, no, I'm not yet. I need to process. Give me a minute. I can do that. Mm -hmm. Just like you mentioned earlier, April, how you called Cynthia and were like, I need to talk to you, but I can't talk to you. I need some <laughs> space. <laughs> that's that. I don't know. I think that's that vulnerability that allows us to process this bigger, more open energy that we're being asked to process now. And hopefully those that aren't able to, in the way you said earlier, that just want to prove we're right or whatever in this, crazy universal climate we're going through will open up to it a little bit more yeah very cool do you have any advice for people any advice or any notion that you would obviously that's a large <laughs> blanket, but if you could give people one piece of advice or one nugget at the end of this podcast what would it be everything's great all right um you're okay even when you're not okay, you're okay. Um, in fact, it's necessary. I think this world, ironically, needs a lot of, of embracing and love and 
um, we're just not able to physically do it right now, but that doesn't mean we can't do it through energy and compassion and communication. And um, I posted yesterday something that like it, it just felt, I felt like, I felt like I had a hundred pound backpack on my back and weighted uh, things on my wrist and my ankles. I didn't obviously, but it's definitely a metaphor that uh, you can see that, you know, you can, yeah. you can yeah. feel that. And what I, what I said on social media was what can you do today to create love and kindness? Because we're all pointing fingers we're, we're all, and I'm, yeah, I'm guilty. Like, don't, don't think that I'm, I'm walking around with my angel wings and my halo. <laughs> no, that, sh- that, excuse my French, but that shit's crooked and my wings broken. And it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being really real, but I also know what, what we get to do to shift that. And mm-hmm. I think if we start to look at the things that are happening in our own personal life and globally, um, we can find a little compassion for other people in that even some of the people that we don't necessarily agree with anything that they stand for, but we can appreciate that they're standing, right? right. They're at least standing for something they truly believe in. Mm-hmm. Now, if we could only get them to be a little more open, we can find some kind of thing to appreciate every single person because at the end of the day, we are all one Mm -hmm. and we are all shooting for the same thing for the most part. And, um, it's okay for you not to be okay. And it's okay for you to like Cynthia shared earlier, be a little uncomfortable and, and put your neck out there a little bit and, and reach out and ask for, for something. Or, or say something, because when you start that conversation, that's where things start to get really real for you, and you can't be unawoke. You can't become unaware, which means that you have to do something. <laughs> you have to do something. You do. You have to. Even even in, in ignoring some of the things, there's, there's still something always there in your brain, because you've been awoke to something. absolutely very cool nicely said thank you how about you Cynthia she hit most of it um you know my biggest thing to share would be stop worrying about everybody else like stop pointing out things about everybody else and start really focusing inward (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the things that you get to work on and create um because at the end of the day you know I always say like everyone cares but nobody cares Like they all have, like, we all have our own bullshit to deal with, you know? So stop worrying about everybody else. It's just too much energy given away on a regular basis. And um, another thing is trust that, like, you know, your people won't crumble without you, you know? You know, choose you more and trust that, I just shared this with April this week, trust that, and I needed to hear it, trust that your people won't crumble without you. <laughs> um, you're, you're not their God, you know, that's already taken care of, that position's already filled. <laughs> um, so, and then I'm just going to read this quote, uh, April makes a calendar every year and it's just staring, like literally staring me in the face. So 
um, and it is beautiful and powerful. And she puts quotes on like every page of every month. And it just says, do not be dismayed by the brokenness in the world. All things break and all things can be mended. Not with time, as they say, but with intention, which is my new favorite word of the year. So go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in the darkness for the light that is you. And it's so interesting because she didn't know that this was coming this year, or maybe she did somewhere when she had made this calendar, but that is the month of October, interestingly enough. That's perfect. And I think on that note, that is perfectly exclamation point at the end of the sentence. That is really cool. So I appreciate you ladies being on and sharing your vulnerability and your energy and your authenticity. Where can people find you? Like after they've listened to this podcast, if they haven't found you on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, where can they find you to get more of this goodness? Well, we have um, an Instagram page called Courageous in Creation, all one word. And um, that is our email as well, creation at gmail.com. And then we also have a Facebook page with the same name. We do um, have our Monday live at 10. We are in the works and communication with trying to figure out what time works best for people. So that may shift, but we'll make an announcement um, as well. And then we are creating more workshops, but we are redoing, um, we're doing a workshop called Courageous in Responsibility. It's going to be on Zoom. Uh, it is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 9.30 at the latest. So two and a half hours, two Mondays, October 19th, October 26th. Um, I think we have four or five openings. I, I don't have a confirmation for one person yet. So I, I know we have four or five openings left. We try to keep them small so that it's intimate. It's completely confidential. Everyone signs a confidentiality form. Uh, it just allows people to really be genuine and authentic to themselves and to everybody that's in the group sharing and uh, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as group coaching and uh, developing more and more every every month. So um, if I, am I forgetting anything, Cynthia? Nope, I think you nailed it. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I can vouch for the workshop because I actually took one of those workshops and it was like the perfect basket for the shift that was needing to happen in my life. So I appreciate that. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for joining me today. And uh, I will encourage everybody to find those outlets and connect with these ladies even more and share in their inspiration that they get to share. So very cool. Thank, thank you very you. much, ladies. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for we you, Karen. You. We love you. Me. So first off, thank you for joining me, Elizabeth. You're and um, I would love to hear a little bit about, love to have you introduce yourself to everybody and to hear a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, okay, so um, my name is Elizabeth Hornack. I'm in Rochester, New York. And 
I am a certified herbalist, certified aromatherapist, and newly minted certified yoga teacher. And I started my business, Bella Avani, which is a combination of Italian and Sanskrit for beautiful earth in 2008. And um, I got started actually in 2003 or four. And my youngest daughter, who at the time was all of the tender age of um, 18 months um, and is now 18, very cool. um, has very, very um, sensitive skin. Um, she's um, highly allergenic, um, both chemically and environmentally. And so she um, came down with a wicked case of uh, contact dermatitis. And as a relatively new mom, um, I called the pediatrician in a panic and I, I said, she's got the scaly stuff all over. Um, I don't know what to do. And they told me to buy an over-the-counter uh, product um, that was very occlusive. And I was like, okay, cool. So I slathered it on her skin and it really didn't do anything. And it almost seemed to worsen. So this was back in the early 2000s where um, the information found on the internet was spotty at best. Yep. And I just ended up finding um, a Yahoo group that was run by a moderator from Georgia that dealt in all natural skincare products. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm sorry. So first off, thank you for joining me, Elizabeth. You're welcome. And um, I would love to hear a little bit about, love to have you introduce yourself to everybody and to hear a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, okay. So um, my name is Elizabeth Hornack. I'm in Rochester, New York, and I am a certified herbalist, certified aromatherapist, and newly minted certified yoga teacher. And I started my business, Bella Avani, which is a combination of Italian and Sanskrit for beautiful earth in 2008. And um, I got started actually in 2003 or four. And my youngest daughter, who at the time was all of the tender age of um, 18 months um, and is now 18, very cool. um, has very, very um, sensitive skin. Um, she's um, highly allergenic, um, both chemically and environmentally. And so she, um, came down with a wicked case of uh, contact dermatitis. Mm. And as a relatively new mom, um, I called the pediatrician in a panic. And I, I said, she's got the scaly stuff all over. Um, I don't know what to do. And they told me to buy an over-the-counter uh, product um, that was very occlusive. And I was like, okay, cool. So I slathered it on her skin and it really didn't do anything. 
and it almost seemed to worsen. So this was back in the early 2000s where um, the information found on the internet was spotty at best. Yep. And I just ended up finding um, a Yahoo group that was run by a moderator from Georgia that dealt in all natural skincare products. Mm -hmm. And so- I'm, I'm 